So uh, we are already entering into our fourth week of our Unraveled series. That means it's been four weeks since Easter. This is a series talking about the unraveling of, of the way we knew things to be. Our plans are unraveled, our lives are unraveled, our routines, our occupations, our family lives, all unraveling. And we sit in the remaining pieces wondering what is next and what can be done. The most awesome thing is that God is an artist. He is the one who took chaos. He hovered over the waters and he took that and breathed life into creation and created all of what we know. He's the one that took Adam and Eve and made clay and breathed life into them. He's the one who took the dry bones into the desert and breathed life so they would live again. God does some of his best things when things get unraveled. Today we're going to talk about a more known Bible study. Last week I did Rispa, and, and I'm sure that you may have gone to church your, your whole life, or some people haven't, but some people are like, I have no idea who Rispa is. Very small part. But a lot of people who have gone to church for a long time know who Zacchaeus is. Zacchaeus is a dirty, wealthy tax collector. So let's get right into our passage today. It comes from Luke chapter 19 verses 1 through 10. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was. But being a short man, he could not because of the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him. Since Jesus was coming that way, when Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, he has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is the son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and to save what was lost. I remember the most crowds I have ever been in my life. It was right after the Yankees won the 1996 World Series. It was most excited I, I have ever been in my life. Uh, I was a freshman in high school and my dad and I and my friend and his dad, we all went to 
the ticker tape parade in New York City. Um, it is the greatest of honors that New York City gives uh, anybody. Uh, uh, the Apollo mission got a ticker tape parade. Uh, Roosevelt got a ticker tape parade. And they don't do it as much anymore, so they do ticker tape parades for uh, sports teams and things like that. But uh, at the time, they, ticker tape was known as things that they used uh, in businesses and in offices. And they would throw this ticker tape out of the office's windows, and it would rain down on the parade. Um, it is in the financial district, and it's through the Canyon of Heroes. It is so cool. And um, we went to this parade, and, and we got there really early. We left really early, and um, my hope was that I was going to see the players up close. Now, I didn't care if I got to talk to them, if I got an autograph. Uh, I didn't care. I just wanted to see them. I wanted to see the players that, that I had I had so many emotional nights watching these games, and I just wanted to see it. And there they went, and, and they were there, and I was right in the front row. And it was just as I hoped for and kind of expected. And uh, I just, it was just so awesome to be there. And that was what I expected. But what I didn't expect was that there was reporters right in front of me. And one of them was Al Roker, and, and the other one uh, was uh, Joe Avalar. And um, what I didn't expect was this. Check it out. Joe Avalar's got some people over here, Joey. And boy, people up and down the aisle. You know, the one thing I was curious about now, then didn't ask him, Shouldn't all the kids be in school today? Uh-huh, but their mom and dad bought them, so I guess it's okay. Now, where'd you come in from? Uh, Hazlitt, New Jersey. What time did you get here today? Uh, we left at 6 and... 6 in the morning? Yeah, we got here about 8. We got here about... That's not too bad. Now, I know some people have been here all night long. I haven't found it. That was one of the most unexpected moments of my life. They literally turned around and said, here, you. They did not tell me that they were going to be doing that. I, I really didn't care that they were there. I was just looking at the, the sports players and things, but they just turned around and shoved a microphone into my face. And I looked like a deer in the headlights staring like this. And let me tell you, <clears throat> the difference between 2020 Chris Derricks and 1996 Chris Derricks is worlds different. I mean, I would be uncomfortable with that right now, but I was super uncomfortable with that now. The whole awkwardness of being a teenager and, uh, man, that was an uncomfortable situation that I did not expect because they didn't tell me that they were going to be doing that. Then they just quickly moved on. Zacchaeus heard this Jesus was coming to his town. He had, heard, he had to have heard stories of, of Jesus doing awesome things, that hearing about the, the miracles, his teachings. He had to hear some of it. The life that Jesus was blowing into people, he had to have heard something. Because Zacchaeus just wanted to see. 
he was a short guy like myself, and, and so he just wanted to see him. He just wanted to see him, and he wanted to see him so bad that he climbed up a sycamore tree. Interesting how they gave so much description that they told the exact tree that it was. He just wanted to see Jesus. The great question in all of this is, why did Zacchaeus want to see? If you and I lived with Zacchaeus, we would thought, Zacchaeus has it all together. Uh, he was a tax collector, and, and he was very confident in how he did his business. He had power. He was backed by the Roman government. Could you imagine backing by a very powerful government that they're going to cover anything that you do? Um, and then not only that, he was a Jew. And so he stood in this slimy place in between the Romans and the Jews. And, and he knew the other Jews. He knew what they made. So he was the perfect person to say, oh, well, this person makes around this. This is what they need to give to taxes. And this person, and, and that is the slimy place that he was. And he collected, and he got to keep what he kept. Um, that is Zacchaeus. He's confident. He's got money. He's got backing. And he's got nice things. Why would Zacchaeus want to climb a tree to see Jesus? It doesn't make sense in our world. The people who have everything don't look for something else, do they? Or do they? I can tell you one thing that happened that no one expected. Zacchaeus did not expect it. Any of the people around did not expect it. Jesus comes up to Zacchaeus and says, I am coming to your house for dinner tonight. <laughs> what? Wait, that guy who's a rabbi, supposed to be savior of the world, telling people and teaching them about good things, is going up to that guy, the slimy tax collector, saying, I'm going to have dinner with you tonight? See, I told you, Jesus, he's in it for money and power. I am changing my opinion on Jesus. That's probably what people were starting to say. He's not good. Why would he be hanging out with that slimy tax collector? What I love about Jesus is he's always flipping the script. You think it's going this way, and then he flips the script, and it goes this way. Jesus knew the inner struggle of Zacchaeus that no one else knew. Jesus is flipping the script on who is worthy in his kingdom. Because whether you were a religious elite that, that wanted Jesus dead, or you were a disciple following Jesus, hanging on to every word that he was saying, you could probably, in both of those crazy sides are so different than each other, they both could probably agree that the slimy tax collector 
was not worthy in God's kingdom. But there Jesus goes, and he's flipping the script once again. Jesus is able to look into the heart of Zacchaeus, a super greedy person, and make him a radical giver. Encounters with God in the flesh tend to do that. Jesus knew that spending the night with Zacchaeus will not only get him to see Jesus, but it will actually get him to see himself, Zacchaeus. It was like as if Jesus held this mirror up to Zacchaeus and said, Zacchaeus, this is who you truly are. This is who you were created to be. When God created you, this is what he had in mind. This is what Jesus was able to show Zacchaeus at that dinner. But he didn't even say those words. He just sat with him and was himself and spent time. And the Spirit of God brought that out of Zacchaeus. You know, the biggest question that you and I have to ask ourselves is when this is all done, when things kind of go back to a little more normal, when we're able to roam free and, and go back to life as we kind of knew it, who do we want to be? You may believe that you are not worthy to have dinner with Jesus or, or spend time with Jesus or be with Jesus or be a follower of Jesus, but if Zacchaeus is, the slimy tax collector dude, and he could change his life around, well then so can we. It's like after that night with Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus asks himself, who do I want to be when this dinner is over? Who do I want to be when, when Jesus starts to leave my presence? Who is the person that I am supposed to be? And the answer for Zacchaeus is, he didn't want to be greedy anymore. He didn't want to steal from people anymore. He actually wanted to be a radical giver who breathed life into others instead of taking it away from them. So, when this is all done, who do you want to be? Who is the person that if Jesus held a mirror up to you and said, this is who I created you to be, who is the person that you will see in that mirror? Who is the person that is dying to come out? Jesus is calling that person out, saying, no matter what anyone else thinks, you are worthy. No matter what those dark inner thoughts inside your head are, you are worthy. Let's have 